So I said, I'm pretty sure Ross DeBello would make a great chief of staff or maybe even a council person. I had an interview with him. Some of you guys might have caught it. Um, And the interview went just okay, right? I think that, like, I think that he's a nice guy. I really do. I think that his heart is in the right place and that he earnestly wants to see change. I am not sure that he understands the job that would be before him. Right. I'm not sure that he understands the culture of the city. I think that, like, he's a very smart guy. I really do. I don't think that he understands black culture. I don't think that he would be ready to step in. Right. I think that, like, this this whole situation has made him nervous. He said some things in that interview that, like sent me to a place like if you were watching it and you know me you could tell I got visibly irritated irritated is the word I got visibly irritated and that's okay that's okay he didn't know what kind of heat we was bringing shout out to my co-host Mylon who was bringing the fire um but he said some things that is indicative of not really understanding the city in which you want to serve. That is also very indicative of the very things that he says about these other candidates. They really just don't know you. Right. In a lot of real ways, they don't, they don't know you. They don't understand. Um, It's not that his heart is in the wrong place or that his policies are bad. I think that his policies would be good, which is why I think that in an advisory role, he would thrive. Because it's clear that the things that he knows, he knows well, right? And you cannot thumb your nose. You cannot thumb your nose at getting on the ballot for a mayor's race in Cleveland. He got 3,000 good signatures, which is not easy. It's not easy to get 200 to get on a council's race. It is very difficult to get 3,000 good signatures, right? Um, Which means there's some tenacity there. And you can't you can't deny that. I just don't think that he's ready to be mayor and nor do I want him to be mayor this year uh, of the city. Right. Um, I asked him about him, him being a white man in a majority black and brown city and why he thought he would be the best candidate. He said he would be the best candidate for black and brown people, which, as it was pointed out to me by one of my brothers, what did I expect him to say? That was the question. He said, yeah, of course. I mean, I would be, he said, I would be a good, I would be the best candidate for white people too, um, which, okay, uh, fine. But it was something about him saying it that threw me off, right? Um, that I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for, I didn't like, um, I felt a way about. And so I just think that like, listen, it takes a level of arrogance to believe that you can run for mayor in a city. Like, it just does, right? To think that you can lead a bunch of people, right? It takes a level of arrogance or a level of confidence, however you want to look at it, to do that. I think it, that level, his level exceeds his ability at this point, right? He hasn't been here long enough. I have also watched him in debates. I've watched him in forums. 
and he feels out of place, sometimes even physically like lost. Right. Um, and it's and it's tough to watch. Right. It's tough to like hear him answer questions that are outside of his wheelhouse um, because he's not he's not comfortable with it. He's not comfortable with the answers about the stuff that I know that he knows about. Right. He is a he is a policy wonk. Right. The things that he knows, he knows well. But the things that he does not know, he does not know. He does not know at all. Yes, we're talking about Ross. We're talking about Mr. DeBello. That's what we're talking about. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know if I said that at the beginning. That's what we're talking about. Ross DeBello, right? Um, <laughs> uh, and so he's, the, even the way that he interacts with the other candidates, it just kind of feels like they don't take him seriously either, right? Like nobody punches at Ross, right? Nobody, nobody jabs him about anything. They just kind of let him get it off. And in public spaces, he kind of kind of beats himself up, really, um, because it's not, it's not as organic. Um, and you're wondering, like, well, what do I think about his policies? That wasn't the questions that I was asking, right? I didn't dig down deep into his particular policies. What I dug deep into was his philosophy. Where's his heart at? And everything went back to his head and his policies, Right. He didn't really understand the, the history um, of racial violence um, and racial animosity between um, Italian folk and black folk in this city. And there's no, no accountability or understanding of like how you fix that, <laughs> right? Because he doesn't own property there. Um, and these are things that he said in the, in the interview. I'm not, you know, saying anything that we said in the back. You know what I'm saying? It was, I really... I mean, I, I asked him, I asked him a regular question about where you get your chicken from and the best he come up with Popeye's and it wasn't even a Vanessa White and Popeye's, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't even a Vanessa Popeye's. It was, it was one that she probably don't even own. Like it's, it's wild. Um, but he got the 3000 signatures and you know, he answered first. Um, and so I got to give him some time, right? Like I ain't gonna give him the whole 10 minutes. Cause I think if I keep talking, it'll sound really, really bad about him. And I told him that I wasn't going to beat him up too bad because he's a nice guy. Um, I just don't think that he's ready to be mayor. Maybe, maybe councilman. Um, and I'm pretty sure he can win in his, uh, in his ward. He should have he run for council. He definitely should have run for council. He'd have been good at it. Uh, this, this ain't his ball game. And that's what I feel about that. That's all I got to say about that. That's so I say it. Out. Hey man, don't skip this outro. I've worked too hard on this outro. I've literally recorded this like 300 times and I'm over it. You've listened to the, one of these episodes. You're definitely my friend right now because I put in a lot of work for this. Season two is about friendship. Share it with some of your friends. I don't care how you share it with them. Just share it with them. Okay. Because like, I'm really sick of recording this outro and people don't even listen to outros anymore, but you better be listening to this outro. And if you're listening to this outro at this point, you are probably my best friend and I appreciate you so much. So take it to that next level and subscribe on whatever podcast site you're listening to. And if you want to engage with more content, talk to me a little bit. We're so I said media on everything. Okay, enough. I'm done recording these outros because you're probably not even listening to it anyway. But if you are, thank you so much. Now go listen to the next episode.